celebrity Let your weary mind be free As someone kind of famous who you can't see It's time for sleeping with celebrity Hello sleepyheads and welcome to Sleeping with Celebrities. I'm John Moe. I'm glad you're here. On this audio program, we invite our guests to, for a brief moment, step out of the limelight and step into the nightlight. On this show, for one bedtime, I don't want them to bring their A game, but rather their Z game. It's a podcast where you can sleep, you can simply relax. Some people have found it helpful to listen at work, where they can calm down a little bit. You can take a break from stress and intensity. Just ahead, we'll be sleeping with Michael Ian Black, and he's going to talk with me about some variations of word games. Before all that, I invite you to settle in and get comfortable whilst I tell you about another show on the Maximum Fun Network. Sleepyheads, once again, there is another podcast on the Maximum Fun Network that I wish for you to know about. Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine, is your guide to all the weird, bad, hilarious, terrifying ways we've tried to fix the human body over the millennia. Plus, they investigate the latest wellness fads to see which ones will actually injure you and sap all of your money. This podcast is hosted by a real-life married couple, Dr. Sidney McElroy, a passionate, empathetic physician who provides medical history in a clear, concise style that makes even the most complex medical concepts accessible to anyone, and Justin McElroy, whose job is to point out when a word Sydney says sounds vaguely like fart. Medicine is at the forefront of so many of our minds these days. Shouldn't it be at the forefront of your ears, too? Well, that didn't make any sense. But Sawbones will, every Tuesday on Maximum Fun, or wherever podcasts are. And now, for our guest, Michael Ian Black. He is an American comedy treasure. Way back when millennials born in 1993 were taking their first halting breaths, Michael Ian Black was already delighting audiences on the small screen with a little sketch program entitled The State. He went on to another show that people who quote Marlon Brando say a lot, Stella. Then there was Wet Hot American Summer in the aughts. Oh, and if his career had even ended there, he'd still have cemented his icon status. But he did not stop there. He's still going. He's an author now, a podcaster, a comedy icon, a legend. Michael Ian Black, welcome to Sleeping with Celebrities. Hi, John. It's so great to be here. I like to start our conversations off with a question or two about sleep. Do you remember the best night's sleep that you've ever had? No. Okay. 
Do you fall asleep easily yourself? Some nights I do, some nights I don't. Um, for a while there, I was taking uh, Zolpidem every mm. night. Not because I even needed it, but just because I liked it. What did Zolpidem do? Made me sleepy. Yeah? It made me sleepy. Sometimes it would make me hungry. Sometimes it would make me lose time. Oh. What would happen when you lost time? I don't know. It was lost. Well, fair enough. Do you always sleep in the same position in the evening? I find that I usually uh, enter the bed on my back and spend a few minutes getting comfortable on my back and then I get a little antsy and uh, I find I have to turn completely over onto my stomach. At that point, the pillow goes from behind my head to my side where I cradle it almost like, um, like, a, like a baby. Mm. Uh, but just a one, a one arm baby, almost like the baby is my pal. So I'm, I'm draping my arm across the ba the baby pillow's neck. Like it's my baby pal. Um, you might think, well, why not just start sleeping that way? Why not just start sleeping on your stomach with your arm around your baby pal? Right. But that doesn't work. I have to start on my back and then flip over. What do you do about thoughts? when you're getting ready to sleep? Do you have to banish them consciously or do they just drift away like so many clouds? It really depends. Some nights I find my mind is racing. Some nights I find, um, I find my thoughts dissolving into semi-coherent pre-dreams, mm. nascent dreams. And I can kind of identify that I'm falling asleep when that happens. And then sometimes I'll even do uh, a counting backwards trick where I try to gauge how asleep I am, starting with the number four and working backwards. Do you, you count backwards from four? From four, yeah. Do you ever reach zero? No, because if I be, be reaching zero, it wouldn't be possible to reach zero because I would already be asleep. You you mentioned dreaming of of or pre-dreaming of little scenes. Um, have you ever dreamed, you're a, a, a person from, from the entertainment industry, have you ever dreamed a full film, like with a beginning, middle, and end, a three-act structure of a film? Yes, not in the pre-dream state, but in the deeper dream state. Um, on more than one occasion, I feel like I have dreamt entire films, and upon waking, I don't think I've ever recalled them in any great detail other than to know that I have, in fact, just gone through something about two hours in length. Oh. Do you remember if the films were any good? Well, they always seem very good when I'm mm. first waking. Uh, mm. they, they, they certainly kept me entertained during the dreaming portion of my REM sleep. But again, they, they dissipate so quickly it's hard to know with any certainty whether there was anything to them or not. I suspect not. Now, when we were talking about your, um, your gracious agreement to appear on this program, you brought up the idea of talking about um, the word game Scrabble. Mm -hmm. why, why was Scrabble the first thing that came to mind for you? Well, I've been a longtime Scrabble player 
um, going back years and years. And um, lately I've been thinking about Scrabble again because I've discovered Scrabble commentary on YouTube. And so what you'll, you'll, ha you'll find is um, usually two people breaking down a Scrabble game, a competitive Scrabble game played between Scrabble professionals. And when you talk about a Scrabble professional, that's a very loose use of the term professional because there's very, very little money to be made in even the top ranks of Scrabble. So I know the Scrabble Word Cup was just played in Albany, New York. The top prize was $10,000. So nobody's getting rich off of mm. Scrabble, but there are people who only play Scrabble. That is their occupation. And uh, so I've been watching some Scrabble commentary and thinking to myself, I should get back into Scrabble on a more serious level. The problem is it's hard to find people to play Scrabble with if you want to play with, with any seriousness. Because um, if you're going to play Scrabble the way I want to play Scrabble, you, you, you're, you're going to be playing a lot of obscure words that people get upset with you for playing because they're so-called Scrabble words, words that are allowed in Scrabble that you would not encounter most of the time in real life. Hmm. And so when studying Scrabble, the first thing you want to do is commit to memory all of the two-letter words in Scrabble. There are... Uh, about 130-something, 140-something two-letter words that are acceptable if you combine the tournament word list and the Collins Scrabble word list. Um, and I thought I'd go over those with you today. Oh, that would be lovely. I would love to hear about those. So the first uh, two-letter Scrabble word that everybody needs to know is A-A. Ah. Ah. Um, what does that mean? Is, I don't know. I think it's some sort of lava. Oh. The, thing, the thing about Scrabble words is you, there's, you don't need to know what they mean. You just need to know if they're acceptable in Scrabble or not. Oh. It's and not about ah, context. Not at all. Well, the context is you're playing them in a Scrabble game. I see. That's really the only context that matters. So ah is, is a common one. Um, and the reason the two-letter words are so important is because they hook with other words. So if you're playing a vertical word or a horizontal word that, let's say, ends or begins with an A, you want to find as many hooks onto that A as possible to play other longer words. So, for example, if I play... Uh, Ah, A A. Mm -hmm. I can then play ha. On mm. if I take the H on top of the A, and then I play it right on top of the other A, ha. So I would be spelling ha on top of ah, H A, and then I would have it uh, a vertical ha in addition to my horizontal ha because I'd be playing on top of the ah ah. So the H would go over the A. And then on the A of ah, there would be another ah from the A in ha. So I'd have a perfect little cube of letters, three of which were A. Hmm. And when you, when you 
achieve that moment, is it satisfying for you as a comedy professional that you got so much mileage out of ha-ha? It wouldn't occur to me because, again, I'm not, I'm not looking at definitions. I'm only looking at them as acceptable or unacceptable Scrabble words. And you're not on the comedy clock. You're on the Scrabble clock at this point. That's right. And, in fact, uh, competitive Scrabble is played with a clock. So thank you for bringing that up. Oh, all right then. Okay, so you so ha ha and ah, mm-hmm. that's a, a perfect little cube. What are some other two letter words that uh, that you found handy? If you just want to run through the A's, sure. you can go from A A to A B. Ab, which I believe refers to like an abdominal muscle. If you've got right. six an ab, then you've got ad a d a e. A-G, ag, A-H, which is the inverse of ha, ah. A-I, A-L, A-M, A-N, A-R, R is the phonetic spelling of the, the letter R, mm. A-S, as, at, sure. A-T, at. A-W, aw, mm-hmm. ax, which, you know, two, there's an alternate spelling of ax, and a y, a, a. Now we've just now we've just run through all the a's, and if you just commit those, if you were to just commit those a two-letter words to memory, brother, you'd be you'd be ahead of so many Scrabble players that you would be up against. The problem is, as soon as you put down, let's say a e, somebody would be like, "That's not a word," and you would go, "Yes, it is," and they would say, "No, it's not." And then you'd say, are you challenging? Mm. And they'd say, yes. And then you would run to the official Scrabble Players Dictionary. It would be there. And then they would be mad at you. Because you knew that that was a Scrabble word and they did not. And they would accuse you of cheating in some way. Even though there's nothing cheating about it. It's just you have a deeper Scrabble knowledge than they have. Are they penalized for an incorrect challenge? Um, Traditionally you would lose your turn for challenging. Mm -hmm. Although I think in some competitive Scrabble environments, the penalty is, uh, I think you lose your turn and the other player gets five points or something like that. Oh, okay. I've never played, I've never played tournament Scrabble, so I'm not that familiar with tournament Scrabble rules because although I enjoy Scrabble and although I, have committed the two-letter words to memory, I'm still uh, a, a bad Scrabble player. When it, when it, if you were to talk about competitive Scrabble, I would be at best a low-intermediate player. Hmm. Uh, I, I may be getting ahead of myself here, but do you have a favorite two-letter combination? And is it za or ki with qi? Well, you know, when za and ki first entered the Scrabble lexicon as acceptable Scrabble words, there was a a hue and an outcry from Scrabble players because to that point, Q and Z were the only word letters that didn't take a hook. Mm. And I think there was a lot of um, upset Scrabble players who felt like this was going to, oh, I don't know, pervert the game of Scrabble. 
because all yeah. of a sudden you were opening up a, an entire new realm of high-scoring possibilities with the addition of the key and the za, the Q hook and the Z hook. But in subsequently, the Z now takes two other letters, at least according to Collins' Scrabble word list. Uh, it can take Z-E and also mm-hmm. Z-O. Now, oh. I imagine different tournaments use different word lists which are acceptable and which are not. But if you're playing one that does accept the CSW, the Collins Scrabble word list, you've got a real universe of possibilities when you play the Z. So it would be cu- I would be curious to see how Scrabble scores have inflated in the years since those words were allowed into Scrabble play. I imagine quite a bit. And is it a, a hindrance to think about the meanings of these words to ponder whether za means pizza and if we've entered into a kind of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles slang, all things are, are open here kind of world? Or does that just slow you down? The mind is a infinitely flexible and capacious organ. Mm. In this case, I would say that, uh, particularly with the clock running, you really don't want to be spending time considering whether or not, um, let's say, the word fuckwit is an acceptable Scrabble word based on definition when you know um, that it is a acceptable eight-letter Scrabble word uh, based just purely on your studying of the of the dictionary. Fuckwit is acceptable. Fuckwit is legal. Mm-hmm. And in fact, was played during this year's Scrabble Word Cup in Albany, New York uh, by Brian Schoenberg, who ended up, I believe, winning the tournament and the $10,000 first place prize. Wow, Fuckwit really came in in handy. Is Brian considered to be uh, the bad boy of Scrabble? I don't think so. I think he just has a deep word knowledge, which um, any good Scrabble player is going to have. The thing about the top tier of Scrabble players is that they have entire dictionaries memorized, Scrabble Mm. dictionaries. So they will not just know the two-letter words, they will know the three, the fours, the fives, the sixes, the sevens, they will know the eight-letter words, even though you only get seven letters on your Scrabble rack. Uh, Because a fuckwit, I think, for example, no, that's seven. Um, Because, you know, you got to play, you got to play through letters to to score a bingo. And, you know, I, I know you know what a bingo is, but your listeners may not. A bingo is when you play all of the letters from your rack at once. So you get all the you get the, the word score that you would ordinarily get plus a 50-point bonus. So the name of the game in Scrabble is bingos. You want to get you want to maximize your bingo potential because that's where that's where you're really going to score your most the most points is with bingos. So the two-letter Scrabble words are more just a, a a bridge to eventually getting to a bingo. No, the the, the two. Well, yes, 
and they're also often the key to the bingo. So for example, if I wanted to play fuckwit and I didn't have any place to put it, um, but I saw that there was an A available, you know, mm -hmm. on a row, and, and I could play fuckwit with the T ending under the A, I would be spelling fuckwit and I'd also be spelling at, A-T. Right. So these, these hooks, John, are critical components to not only setting yourself up for bingos, but also making bingos. Mm. So fuckwit is, is eligible. Do you know if dipshit also counts? Um, I can't imagine it wouldn't be available. Okay. Now, I know that there are certain slurs which used to be avail uh, available and acceptable, but oh. are no longer acceptable in at least some tournaments. Now, to me, there was, a, there was a debate in the Scrabble community about this very issue several years ago about whether the most dastardly words you can think of should be acceptable Scrabble words. For me, a Scrabble purist, of course they should be. There's not a word that you can think of that shouldn't be allowable as a Scrabble word um, as long as they're actual words, whether they be slurs or epithets or otherwise. But I think in this era of political correctness, some people felt like, you know what, let's just keep Scrabble a family-friendly game where the word fuckwit is available and acceptable, but certain other words maybe we don't need to see. Ah, ethnic minorities and and could, that religious kind of thing. minorities could be all sorts of all sorts of uh, things. Right, um, asswipe would that be acceptable? I'm going to look it up. Let's see. Let all me right. just crank up my research machine here. Okay, asswipe Scrabble word. Asswipe is acceptable, yes. Okay. And what was what was the other word? Dipshit. You wanted to know. About? Dipshit. Yeah. Dipshit also available. How about fucko? Uh, I think that would be hyphenated, but let's see. Not a valid word. Fucko is not word. a valid. Word. Yeah. Right. Um, right. I'm going to look up the familiar C word. Okay. Not a valid word. Not a valid but should, word. But should but but should be. Dingleberry. Such a long word. It's going to be very, very, very See, hard. It would to play not it. come up in, Two, in most four, games. Four, six, eight. It's an eleven-letter word. It's an eleven-letter word. You would need a lot of things to be going your way in order to form a dingleberry. But it is an acceptable Scrabble word. Yes. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Some other two-letter Scrabble words that uh, you're going to want to know. Um, well, let's just go through the the U's. U is one of the trickier vowels. I mean, if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna find a U on your Scrabble rack, you're gonna think, ah, that's the redheaded stepchild of vowels. Yeah. Uh, unless you've got a Q, in which case you're grateful for mm. the U. Um, but a U H um U M un U N up of course us. Sure. Of course, and here's the wild card that maybe most people wouldn't know, ut, U-T. And uh, I will give you the definition of ut. Let's see what that is. Hmm. 
it is. What does it mean? Wait, I've got to confirm my cookies before I can get to that. No, it's the it's cookies. the it's the local time at the zero meridian passing through Greenwich, England. Oh. And it's also the syllable naming the first tonic note of any major scale in psalmization. Psalmization sure. is a word I didn't know, but I'm going to look that up too. Let's see what psalmization means. It's a system of associating each note of a scale with a particular syllable, especially to teach singing. Mm. It has nothing to do with salmon. To my knowledge, it does not. Or salmon rushdie. Um, again, to my knowledge, it does right. not. Right. But, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm only one man. Sure. So when you said UT, I thought, well, that's an, the abbreviation of Utah. If I'm mailing a letter to someone in Utah, a friend, yes. perhaps a business associate, I would use that. But the abbreviations are not in themselves words. So TX for Texas well, could that's not right. be used. Because it's a, it's a proper name. Uh, you wouldn't, oh. you wouldn't do it, but, but abbreviations certainly are acceptable. Uh, you mentioned za. za is the, an abbreviation for the word pizza and okay. it is an acceptable Scrabble word. Okay. Okay. Now, um, do you, do you try to lean into the higher point value words for your two letter words? If at all possible, the, your J's, your X's? Well, this is a great question and one that uh, every Scrabble player will encounter on a game-by-game -game basis because there are certain high-scoring Scrabble tiles for which the two-letter word is essential. And you just brought up a couple of them. Your X, mm -hmm. which scores eight points. Your J, which scores eight points. Your Q, which is a 10-point tile, and your Z, which is also a 10-point tile. So you see it most often with X, because X has a lot of uh, two-letter words associated with it. Hmm. X, X, for example, E-X, uh, Chi, X-I, mm -hmm. uh, X-U, I don't know how, that, how that's pronounced, and we already mentioned X. Right. So, uh, so if you've got a, basically, if you've got a, any vowel, you could hook an X with it, and brother, if you've got a triple letter score over oh. with with a vowel with a with a near a vowel, and you dump an X right there, you're looking at 48 points before you've even uh, before you've even started counting. 48 points off of two tiles. Uh, just uh, really just off the one because if you place the X on a triple letter score, and you know you're going to count it twice. Then you've got the eight times two for 24 plus another 24, that's 48. And then you can add your other letters. So let's say you played XI, you got 49. And then you played uh, XU underneath. Hey, you're looking at 50 points right there. You are in the birthplace of the English language currently. We're speaking to you from London, England, which is a city in England. Have you been able to find Scrabble partners to play with while there? Sleepyheads, it is time to tell you about another podcast here on the Maximum Fun Network. Secretly, incredibly fascinating. 
is a show hosted by Alex Schmidt and Katie Golden about seemingly ordinary stuff that is actually, yes, incredibly fascinating. Using tons of research, they take a joyful look at history and science and stories about the ordinary stuff in your life. Are you ready to get psyched about the imperial system of weights and measurements? Or pigeons? Or perhaps paper clips? I know I want to be excited by these things. You can hear it in my voice. And that's why I'm going to check out Secretly Incredibly Fascinating here on Maximum Fun, or wherever you're listening to me now. You are in the birthplace of the English language currently. We're speaking to you from London, England, which is a city in England. Have you been able to find Scrabble partners to play with while there? I haven't looked. Uh, I mean, considering the fact that I'm in London, England, which, as you correctly mentioned, is the birthplace of English. Yes. Uh, You'd think this city would be lousy with Scrabble players, and perhaps it is, but I rarely leave my flat. That's what we call apartments here in London. I have nothing to do, nobody to see, no business to attend to, and so I've got plenty of time to watch Scrabble Scrabble commentary, but um, no desire to go out out into the world and find a Scrabble partner. Are you being punished in some way by being left in London, England with nothing to do all day but uh, think about two-letter Scrabble words and talk to me? Um, I don't consider it a punishment. It's more like a, it's more like a, a, a purgatorical experience. I'm in, a kind of, I'm in a kind of um, English language purgatory here where mm. I, 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 I'm just sort of existing without any real benefit or, um, or uh, whatever the opposite of benefit is, punishment, I guess. Yeah. Is the Scrabble dictionary different in England? Are there a lot of letter U's inserted uh, next to letter O's, right. like color instead of color? That's right. Although I, th- I believe that any Scrabble player's dictionary uh, would accept either spelling in either country. So mm. you can play the alternate spelling of color or neighbor uh, here. And when I say here, I mean England or abroad. And, and by abroad, I mean where, wherever you are back across the pond. Yeah. That's what I we mean, call the Atlantic Ocean here in, in England. Oh, see, that's interesting. Over here, we call it the Atlantic Ocean. Right. Well, this is just one of the many subtle differences between American English and the King's English. Now, it used to be the Queen's English, but she died. And now so it now belongs we, to the king. Now he owns it, and uh, you pay by the word here. So this conversation is actually going to get quite expensive for me. Yeah, that's okay. Well, we'll, we'll bill it to maximum fund. It's, it's okay. an employee-owned co-op now, so they have a lot of money. Thank do, you. do British people find your American accent charming? Do they say, oh, say, say something in, in American accent, and, and do they then giggle? Um. Let me let me put it this way. The amount of fuckwitting I've done while abroad has been considerable because um, they find it not only charming, not only exotic, but also, frankly, 
erotic. Oh, so they don't find you to be a dipshit or an asswipe at all? No, no, no nor a fucko. No, nor a fucko. When you start a Scrabble game, do you are you thinking immediately in terms of the longest words you could be making, or in terms of where where you can place the tiles for the the triple word, the double word score, like in a in a more granular approach? Well, you've you've really marked yourself as an amateur with this question, John, and that's no slight to you. It's probably a question a lot of um, idiots would have. But when you're first beginning a Scrabble game, you have to play the center square. You don't have a choice about where you place your first Scrabble word. The center square, uh, recognizable in any Scrabble board by the enormous black star that marks it, and also for, by the fact that it's in the center of the board, uh, the first word has to traverse that square. So you will get a double word score as the result of being first, but you do have to place your word through that square. Always you are looking for the highest, well, I shouldn't say always, you are nearly always looking for the highest scoring word. There are exceptions to this. For example, let's say I've got the word, I don't know, fuck with, and I've got uh, maybe two different places that I could play it. One of which uh, is on a row, like the second row in, which may open up uh, the row above it. Now, if you're a Scrabble player, you know that there are special squares on the, on the, on the corners and in the middle of those rows that are triple word scores. So every letter in that whatever word you play will get tripled. Uh, those are very high value squares if you hit them. So if I'm playing fuckwit on the second row, but I'm opening up that first row for somebody to, to play a word that uh, gets into the triple word score territory, I might be better off playing it somewhere else on the board where I'm going to get slightly fewer points, but I'm not going to be opening up a huge... Uh, 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 point potential for my opponent. So sometimes you have to play a little bit more strategic than just going for the highest possible scoring word. Um, is it poor sportsmanship to start a game by playing a two-letter word as a first word? No, not at all. Not not mm. at all. Um, you you just you got to play the tiles that you got. So if uh, let's say for example my board my my rack is B. C, F, K, Q, I, W. I've got one vowel, six consonants, very little opportunity for scoring. I've got a Q in my rack. I've got to get rid of it because it's going to be difficult for me to make a bingo with the Q. So I might just play Q, I, key right there in the center square for 22 points. When you play Scrabble with with family, with friends, with people who you love, are you accommodating to them so that they have a nice time or do you seek to destroy them? This is why it's nearly impossible to, to find people to play with because I it's hard for me to like pass up an opportunity to play a high scoring word because let's say for example they don't know the word dactyl 
And they're going to look at me like, is dactyl really a word? And they're going to be upset with me. But I know dactyl is a word, but it's not a, it's not a commonly found word. It's not a word that you're going to encounter every day. Sure. But is it, an, is it an acceptable Scrabble word? You bet it is. So it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm playing with one arm tied behind my back. Now, in Scrabble, having one arm really isn't much of a problem. But I'm, I'm speaking metaphorically now. Sure. Okay. You, you mentioned, um, you said you, you've got to play the tiles that you got. Is that a philosophy that guides you in life as well as in Scrabble? No, because I tend to um, complain a lot about what I don't have in life. I see. I see. Where do you stand with other word games? Are you exclusive to Scrabble or are no. you a boggle man or a, a boggleman, I suppose, in England? I love a good game of boggle. Uh, let, me, let me rephrase that. I love a good game of big boggle. I don't like the three by three square mm. of boggle, which is a, it's a very cramped style of boggle. It's a very constrained game of boggle. You, uh, three letter words are acceptable in boggle. Give me the big boggle where your minimum word is four letters. And it's a much more expansive, much more free rolling version of the game. I like that very much. I don't, I don't, I won't play a, a traditional boggle. And how about the online New York times spelling bee puzzle? Are you for that? <sighs> the problem? Yes. Um, but I'm, I refuse to pay for it. So wow. if you're, if you're somebody who likes the spelling bee, like I do, um, my strategy for that game and how I play it every day is very simple. If you're, if your listeners are unfamiliar with it, this is a seven-letter spelling game similar to Scrabble, but different in some respects. It's a letter uh, in the center surrounded by six other letters. And um, the way you make a word in Spelling Bee is by uh, using as many letters as you can of the seven available to you, but you have to use the word and the, the letter in the center Right. Um, and there will always be at least one seven letter or higher word within contained within those seven letters. So the all pangram. I try, thank you, pangram. So all I'm trying to do every day is I just, I open up spelling bee. I try to find one pangram. I find it. And then I, I close the application. Then I'm done. Then I've accomplished my mission for the day and I can continue on. Mm. When you when you start, it it gives you a, an adjective of of how you're doing. It'll say, you know, or a term, beginner mm -hmm. or great or nice mm -hmm. or solid, and it goes on up to amazing and then genius. Does it haunt you if you only get the pangram that it still might regard you as beginner or moving up and not uh, amazing or genius? No, because. I I feel like I'm getting one up on spelling bee by only getting the pangram. That's all I care about. It's my only interest. I don't need to find every dickering three letter, four letter word that I can find uh, to, to get its approval. I don't need its approval. All I need is the approval of myself and my God. And my God only cares about pangrams. Is your God a vengeful God? Yes. Because what haunts me, John, 
isn't the opprobrium of the New York Times. What haunts me is when I can't find the seven-letter word, and then I have to go through my day with an unsettled feeling, knowing that I have let myself down and my God down, uh, and knowing that um, sleep may not come quickly or at all that night. You're a famous celebrity of the entertainment industry, and everybody knows who you are. Uh, and so you must hang out mostly, I would think, with other celebrities, because then you could be calm and at rest. Right. Um, among the other famous people you know who are famous like yourself, who are the better Scrabble players? Hmm. We used to play a lot when we were making Stella, the television show. We would often play Scrabble in, in the writer's room. In fact, once Michael Showalter played the word C-E-N-T-E-R, and I looked at that word and thought, well, he's just making that up. Center? Center? <laughs> Center. For the life mm. of me, I couldn't, I couldn't see that that was one of the most common words in the English language. And I challenged him on it and lost had you absorbed a blow to the head recently before challenging them? You'd think. Yeah. Well, one of, the, one of the things about Scrabble that poker shares in common with it is it is possible to bluff in Scrabble. Uh, you can play what's called a fakie, where you play a word that may or may not be a word with the hope that your opponent also may not know whether or not it's a word. And so... For whatever reason, I just wasn't seeing the word center and thought he was just trying to pull the wool over my eyes. Of course, that's a word. In my mind, I was thinking he was, he was just trying to, to pull a fast one on me. And I just, I just wasn't seeing it for some reason. It, that, that, it does haunt me to this day. If you don't play against, if you don't play Scrabble against people in England or merry old England, as we call it in the, in the United States, and you don't play against celebrities, do you actually play Scrabble very no. much? No, no, never. I almost never play Scrabble. Oh. So then why such a strong interest and, the, and a knowledge of these two-letter words? Is it for your own amusement? I think so. What if, uh, for example, I'm out and I'm at a function, I'm among the glitterati, and somebody says to me, does anybody here play Scrabble? I, I raise my hand. I look up. Who is it? It's Vice President Al Gore. He's challenging me to a game of Scrabble. These are the kinds of skills you have to have sure. in your hip pocket could happen. in case you, you're in these situations and you want to make a good impression. So if you're telling me that you don't think Al Gore knows all the two-letter words, I'm going to look you in the eye and say, John Moe, you're a fool. Of course he knows. Yeah. Yeah, because he's, he's I think all vice presidents are probably good at Scrabble because they've had a lot of downtime to just sit around and, and plan. That's right. Yeah. Which, do you think that Kamala Harris could defeat Joe Biden or Mike Pence in, in Scrabble? How would you rank the living vice presidents in terms of their Scrabble abilities? Well, we know Dan Quayle would come in last. Yes, he would. We do know. We know that get challenged and lose. Yes, we know that with some assurance. So, who are the other living 
former vice presidents. You've got well, you've got Al Harris, Gore. as you said. Yeah. Al Gore, Dick Cheney, uh, still alive. Joe Biden, Dick Cheney. I, my guess is Dick Cheney is probably the best out of all of them. Mm. Because he's a man who's always seeking an advantage. And Dick Cheney would know that if you just memorize those two-letter words, you're going to have an advantage. As I said at the outset of this interview, you're going to have an advantage over an enormous amount of the population. Joe Biden, I feel like he's a guy, he's not going to have a lot of Scrabble skills. It's, that, that's not really his bag. Maybe, uh, maybe a maybe a, 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 a a spirited game of gin rummy, sure. You know, so, something like that. Hearts, hearts, absolutely. Kamala Harris, I feel like probably a competent Scrabble player. I doubt she spent a lot of time studying Scrabble, but you don't know. She might surprise you. Hmm. Are you a words with friends person? I was for a while. Yeah. I haven't played in in some time. I, I was playing pretty regularly for a while. Why did you stop? I don't recall. I think uh, maybe I just got bored with it. Maybe, you know, I go through phases. Right now I happen to be in a Scrabble phase. And uh, maybe I'll pick up words with friends again. Maybe not. It's It's enough for me to know that I know the two-letter words. I don't need mm-hmm. I don't need to demonstrate it on and, and to people. I don't need to to talk about it on a podcast or something like that. It's just enough for me to quietly know that I know the two letter words. As we as we head towards wrapping up here, if there are aspiring Scrabble players, people who want to get started and not come off as as green or inexperienced, do you have advice for them beyond memorizing the the charts of two-letter words? Yeah, I mean, I think you want to be sure to get plenty of sleep. You want to have a well-rested brain for when you sit down at the Scrabble board. You don't want to be yawning and fidgeting. Sure. You want to, you want to be in peak physical condition. So if that means hitting the weight room, if that means yoga, if that means um, an aerobic regimen, I would encourage all of that mm-hmm. you know the, the 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 popular image in the imagination of the professional scrabble player has always been misfits nerds out of shape people who do nothing but study the, the dictionary all day long well nothing could be further from the truth these people are lean athletic high iq type A personalities that you would find in any uh, American boardroom of a Fortune 500 company. These might be drill sergeants. Mm. These are these are triathletes. Um, and while none of that is true, it easily could be. So you're saying that a dipshit or a fuckwit wouldn't necessarily, w- would be at a disadvantage in Scrabble. A massive disadvantage. Because it's also a social game. Yeah. So nobody's going to want to play with you if you're any of those things that you described. If you're an asswipe or a fucko. Yeah, they, 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 want, they want to play. Look, at its heart, Scrabble is a game of two people in a room sitting across from each other having a pleasant time. And, you know, if you're going to be one of those people who, uh, who, who, who 
I, who I can't even describe because to describe you would be disallowed in Scrabble tournament play. Mm. Um, you're not going to get, you're not going to climb the ranks, you know? Yeah. You, you might, you might, you might, you might uh, burn fast and flame out, you know, one of those people. Just take your time. Scrabble is the kind, it's a, it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. You're going to spend years studying the dictionary. You're going to spend years accumulating the kind of knowledge that you need to be successful at the highest ranks of tournament Scrabble. Enjoy the journey, because that's what it's about, friend. It's all about the journey. If, if you get frustrated in playing Scrabble and flip the board over and say this is stupid and storm out of the room, is that technically a win or a loss? It depends how you're defining win or loss. Okay. If you're defining it from a purely Scrabble point of view, yeah, that's a loss. That's if a loss. You're, if you're describing it from a life point of view, I think, depending on the circumstances, that could easily be a win. Michael Ian Black, thank you so much for sleeping with us. I very much enjoyed hearing about Scrabble, and good night. Good night, John. Well, sleepyheads, I hope you enjoyed learning about word games, specifically Scrabble, specifically two-letter words in Scrabble, as much as I did. You know, something I like to do at the end of my day is make a mental catalog of things that I experienced and or learned. So, if you don't mind, I'm just going to make a little list of takeaways from my conversation with Michael Ian Black right now, while it's fresh in my mind. 1. If you want to lose time, you should ask your doctor if Zolpidem is right for you, as it was right, sort of, for Michael Ian Black. 2. There is a Scrabble World Cup. 3. Two-letter words are important in Scrabble because they hook to other words. 4. Professional Scrabble is played with a clock. 5. The addition of the two-letter words za and chi was highly controversial. 6. The mind is an infinite and capacious organ, and I need to remind myself of that a little bit more. And eight, you gotta play the tiles that you got. Oh, okay, I'm gonna turn in myself. Thank you for sleeping with me and my guest, Michael Ian Black. You can follow Sleeping With Celebrities on both Twitter and TikTok with the handle at sleepwithcelebs. On Instagram, the handle is at sleepwcelebs. Our email is sleepwithcelebs at maximumfun.org. Music for this program provided by the Winterbowers. Our production intern is Clara Flesher. Social media assistance provided by Charlie Moe. The show was senior produced and edited by Laura Swisher. Swish. This program is a production of Maximum Fun and Papa Chick. I'm John Moe. Night Night. Maximum Fun. A worker-owned network of artist-owned shows. Supported directly 
by you.